it's not boring at all. Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brenna McCullough, your anime flower-based New Jersey R&B group N2U. Guys, I really struggled with this fucking intro this week. Like, it- Dude, that was a reach <laughs> and a half. Yeah, I don't know to what the that other coast. Was. <laughs> and the name of the group is the letter N... I, I, and then the letter U. Like, I really had to look for something on this episode. I had nothing. Wow. It was See, a struggle. Fl- you couldn't I thought think you of were... a flower pun? Not, no, I, uh, I probably should have gone I thought you were going to do something with Orlando Bloom, because that seems like your speed. I thought about that. Mm. I considered it. I was mostly stuck on the into you part, and I was thinking, like, I don't know why I got hung up on that, so oh. I'm trying to think of everything about that. And I was thinking of, like, Paramore's still into you, because that's on my iPod still rocking. I'm still into you. I couldn't. couldn't Also, you're still rocking an iPod. I got a (laughs) first-gen iPod Nano for all my podcasts. It's on life support. It can't exist without a power cord. You have a smartphone. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I also have an iPod Touch from, uh, God, what, 2008? When did these That's incredible. Like, high school. So, yeah. I keep my shit working, and I'm cheap. Anyway, that's just like all your references, you lived with dinosaur technology. <laughs> I have not progressed past 2010 in any sense. Now it all makes sense. Yeah, I'm like a caveman. <laughs> no, that series came out 2007. Oh, wow! That's right. Ah, uh, so right. Why did we derail so quickly? Because. Because we're watching a show that you couldn't think of a pun for. Oh. Bloom into you. Yeah. Yep. I know I know nothing about it. Good. Yeah. Uh so Dana, why 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 this pick? Why this week? Why? I know why? I know one thing about this show and that it's that it's gay. <laughs> and that's it. That's all that's, I know. It's all we need. Yeah, I honestly don't even know if it's good. I saw, I mean, like, pretty sure I heard good things about it, um, but I don't really know that much about it at all. So it's a shot in the dark. I mean, (laughs) those those have always worked out so well for us. Yes. (laughs) Do you know anything, Dugan? Uh, nope. I just learned it's gay, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's a start. I think I saw a clip of it floating around, but I forgot the name of it um, until just now. But I, it's uh, between an older woman, I guess, is a bartender or something. She's behind the bar talking to like a younger girl about lesbian relationship or about like loving someone of the same sex. I don't know if it's a specific lesbian. So like, I've seen that I think, too. Yeah, I think it was like kind of taken out and like you know, floating around a bit because it was uh, it, it was just a you know. An older gay person talking to a younger gay person about their situation, which is very rarely seen in anime, let alone, like, most media. Like, it's kind of a, you know, it's not forbidden, but it's just like, oh, you don't see this too often. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, people were appreciating that. And that's kind of the only thing I know about this show. 
Yeah, this show is also very recent. This was mm-hmm. a 2018 release. Uh, yeah. So uh, it makes sense that uh, based on all the stuff that we've seen that's been older, uh, we're getting this from the very fresh, very recent anime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised to see there's already a dub for it, like considering how new it is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the times are a-changing. <laughs> <laughs> They're pumping them out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with the simulcast now, there's... What show is it? I think it's Space Dandy. It aired the same time mm. in Japan as it did in the U.S., like, on Toonami. So it was, like, already dubbed when it launched. So it's kind of like... But with the internet and simulcasting, they're able to do stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. Ah, uh, technology. Ah, wow. the wonders. It'll consume us all and be our downfall. Can't wait. <laughs> Love it. That's all why right. I'm nice Before. to the robots. <laughs> I'll make a good uh, human Before our downfall, do we want to dive into this show? Yeah, we're watching the first three episodes. So gentle, so soothing, <laughs> so soft, so so gay, <laughs> so gay, so gay. <laughs> I don't actually just know what that some, means in Japan or Japanese. Just some soft gay girls. Mm-hmm. Let's go! Woo! <laughs> Woohoo! Episode I like, one. I feel like it's an early '90s punk band. Soft gay girls. Soft gay girls. I claim it. Band name. <laughs> dips. Dips. My. <laughs> That's mine now. <laughs> Copyright. Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> it's so, a patent now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a doll, too. We make dolls. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway. What is happening? <laughs> I know. So, episode one. We are introduced to you. She is a first year in high school, and she wishes that she could have a romance like the one she reads about in shoujo manga and she hears about in love songs, but she feels like it's out of her reach. What a way to start. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this might be the most relatable character for an anime, is someone who Mm. reads too much manga and anime (laughs) and sucked into those expectations. I think I I wrote the note that she has never felt it to this point in her life, so she feels like she never will, which I feel like is a thing that a lot of people in high school feel, and it's like, calm down, kid. Yeah, it's... (laughs) You're literally 14 years old. You see all the stories and uh, movies and stuff, and it's like, well, it happened for them, and if it's it's happening for them and not me, then this is the only chance, and it's all over after... It's always so dramatic. Yeah. Um, but so yes, as I mentioned, she's a first year in high school. Um, it's a little ways into the school year. Uh, they say the cherry blossoms are gone, all the trees are green now. And her friends uh, are asking her what club she's thinking of joining. Um, and she's like, I don't really know. I'm not really interested in anything. And her friends are like, well, her one friend is like, join the basketball club, come on! And she's like, I'm not tall enough. (laughs) Um, and then the teacher overhearing this is like, hey, why don't you join the student council? And she's like, uh, maybe. Can I, like, watch a meeting or something? And he's like, oh, hell yeah. I really need the help for the upcoming election. Thanks, you. And she's like, uh-huh. You son of a bitch. 
You he got me. You set me up, you motherfucker. <laughs> I I like this scene because uh, since we were going into it blind, it's sort of the show discussing what type of anime are we? Do you want <laughs> to join the basketball team and make this a sports anime? Oh, Do you want to join student council and make it a political anime? You chose I, that one? Great. I didn't think of it that way, but that's great. I love that. <laughs> It's choosing your class in, like, a game or D&D. Yeah. Because there's just so many high school things of, like, this specific club. <laughs> She's like, do I join the culture club? But I was yeah. I was thinking that I think culture club and student council are both just, like, ambiguous. And it's just, like, here's an excuse to just hang out, like, during yeah. school hours. Where, like, basketball yeah. and, like, a sport, you're doing shit. I mean, based on the student council we've seen in other anime, they seem very powerful, but what do they do? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Ruin other students' lives? Apparently. <laughs> Fight each other for a rose bride? Oh, yeah. Um, so, she's given a drawn map to show where the student council room <laughs> is, and it is apparently in the back of the school in the woods, which doesn't seem promising. No, and like that's skipping ahead a little. Like when we finally see it, I'm like, man, this is a fucking rundown shack. Like it's not a nice building. Like there's yeah, moss I thought the student council was supposed to be rich. <laughs> Where's your money? Yeah, poor. I, aren't you the most powerful organization in this city? <laughs> Can't you overthrow the military at the moment's notice? <laughs> um, but before she gets there, she mm-hmm. rounds the corner to the back of the school where she sees a boy confessing to a girl, and she, like, hides behind the wall. She's like, oh, no, I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, So the boy says, I love you, and the girl says, I'm really sorry, I don't feel the same way. And he says, yeah, I mean, I guess we're not a good match. And she's like, oh, no, like, don't take it that way. I just don't really want to date anybody. And he leaves. Yeah, he's kind of like... He's kind of like, yeah, of course you turn me down. You're too good for me. She's like, hey, hey, don't, you know, don't be so down on yourself. And like, wants to make it clear. It's like, it's not him. It's just, she's just not interested. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. But that always goes great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But so he walks away and she kind of turns around. She's like, I know someone's there. And you comes out and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to eavesdrop. I'm, I'm trying to find the student council room. And she's like, oh, cool, yeah, uh, I'm going there too. I'll show you where it is. Um, oh, but before that, she tells her to keep what she saw a secret. Wink. Ooh. Um, so they walk down this wooded path together. It's very nice. At which point I was thinking, I really like the background music in this show. It reminds me a lot of like a, like a Harvest Moon type of game. Oh, yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, which makes me feel very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Love those games. Yeah, this show, just the light piano in the background, uh, it's definitely spa music. Just yeah. so gentle, so light. Just a <laughs> twinkling little piano. Melt Everything about this show is just so gentle and so light. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it's not my pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so they get to the building... Um, and it's, yeah, it's a rundown, it used to be the room of the calligraphy club, which doesn't exist anymore, so now it's the student council, student council room club place. Yep. (laughs) Building. (laughs) Building. Um, and her name, 
the cool girl, the cute girl that was confessed to, her name is Nanami. She introduces herself. Um, and then it's the next day. Uh, Yu is hanging out with her friends again. And this happened in the beginning scene, too. She's looking at her phone. She's receiving texts from someone. Um, and I can't... Uh, they kind of happen too fast for me to read because, yeah. like, they're the characters are talking at the same time. But, um... It is texts from a boy that confessed to her at the end of their junior year. Not junior year. The end of their junior high school career. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> um, but uh, she talks to her friends about how there was a cool senpai. And her basketball friend is like, oh my god, do you like somebody? And she's like, oh no, the senpai is a girl. And she's like, "Ah man. Nuts. Darn it, you can't Dang like it. girls. Can't be any love there. Moving on. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, um, this is also when that friend says, like, oh, you should join the basketball club. There's a lot of cute boys. Like, So kind of showing, like, this friend likes basketball and is kind of boy crazy. Yeah. Specifically about her senpai. Mm-hmm. Um, but so um, her friends are having this conversation about boys. And I really liked this imagery of like the floor filling with water and her friends just kind of drift away because that's just not something she can relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, because she really, even though this boy confessed to her, she really doesn't feel anything toward him. She can't reciprocate his feelings. And it's something that she kind of feel feels bad for. It's interesting because she feels bad for not reciprocating his feelings like him specifically. But I think she also feels bad that she just can't feel that right now. And I think that's an interesting feeling as well. Yeah, it's kind of just like there's, it's the absence of feelings. It's not even like she's disgusted or she does like she's not rejection she's feeling and it's not love she's feeling. It's just nothing, which makes her question it even more. Yeah, um, and she feels as though she can't talk about those feelings with her friends because they wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's after school. She's back at the student council club. I guess I shouldn't say student council club. She's back there yeah. in the abandoned building. In the clubhouse. <laughs> um, and there's a new girl there. Her name is Sayaki. Uh, her and Nanami are buds. Say- I thought Sayaka. Um, I think that's her... First name? Last name? Maybe. It's one of those. Okay. I don't know. I saw Sayaki. Gotcha. But I also saw her referred to as Sayaka. I'm not really sure which switch. <laughs> um... But so, uh, Yu is making them tea and coffee, and uh, I'll call her Sayaka. It's easier to say. Yeah. Um, she tells Nanami that she knows that she rejected that boy, and she's like, huh? Who told you? And she's huh. like, the boy you rejected. <laughs> Shit. Um, and she says that Nanami has been confessed to at least ten times since she started her high school career, and I think they're only second years. Yeah. So that is pretty impressive. And then Sayaka is like, hey, you, even some girls have confessed to Nanami. And Nanami is like, why would you tell her that? <laughs> hey, be cool. Um, and then I think Sayaka is gone at this point, And you asks Nanami, like, why she doesn't reciprocate anyone's feelings. And she says, every time someone's confessed to me, it just doesn't make my heart flutter. And, like, that's how she wants to feel when mm-hmm. she is... When someone tells her their feelings for her. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You have that, Why uh, would you want to be with someone that 
doesn't that you don't like. She wants the physical reaction, like when she hears something. Yeah. To quote Kuzuno Honkai, what? is there anything more disgusting than someone having feelings for you that you don't have feelings for? <laughs> there's a something lot like of that. there's Parallel a lot of parallels reason. between this show and that show. Uh, oh yes. We kept watching. I was kind of like, oh shit! Like I, I wasn't yeah. expecting it. Yeah. This show, it was very dramatic. I wasn't expecting it to be. It is very light and like mm-hmm. gentle, but at the same, it's like drama. There's not a lot of like comedy in it. Yeah, just a lot of deep emotional uh, stuff going on for mm-hmm. all of the characters. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the boy from junior high tells you that he wants her answer by tomorrow, which is kind of shitty. He's like, I've been waiting a really long time. I think you should. I guess he's not saying, I deserve your love, but he's saying, like, I deserve an answer, which is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We find out later he's been waiting over, like, a month. Yeah. Which, I feel like if you're waiting that long, the answer's no. Yeah. You should just intuit that. But sometimes, if you like someone so much, you just kind of hold on to the hope. I get it. And they're all dumb high schoolers, too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so... She kind of thinks about how Nanami said what she said about, like, not feeling her heart flutter when people confess to her. Um, So after school, she, like, rushes to the student council room to talk to Nanami, and no one's there yet. And Nanami shows up, like, a second later, and she's like, hey, what's up? You're early. And then Yu is kind of like, um, never mind. (laughs) She, like, starts to ask, and then she's like, never mind, it's fine. Um, and then they sit down, they have some tea, and Nanami is like, you obviously want to talk about something, like, I'll listen. You seem like you have something you want to say. So, uh, off camera, uh, you tells her the whole story about this boy she knew in junior high, and, um, Nanami is like, well, I don't know him, so I can't tell you if you should date him. And you says, oh, it's not that. Like, I like him, but I don't want to be with him. Definitely don't want to do. Yeah. She says they spent time together outside of school. They always had a nice time, but it's just not... It's not how she pictured things. She says that when he confessed to her... I loved this, too. There's a lot of imagery in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that she said, like, when she read shoujo manga and listened to these love songs, she could tell that these people felt like they were, like, flying... And that's how she wanted to feel when someone confessed to her. But she said when he said that, her feet stayed firmly on the ground. And I was like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know why. It just like, ooh, I loved it. Um, so she tells Nanami that. And Nanami says, perfect. Like, tell him that. Mm-hmm. You, should be able to, you should be able to tell him how you feel just as he told you how he feels. And uh, he calls... And she freaks out a little bit. Um, and then Nanami holds her hand. And they keep holding hands while she has this conversation with him. They squeeze. Love it. Um, <laughs> and she says, I'm sorry, I don't like you. And the boy just says, thank you. And he sounds kind of relieved. Yeah, I think that shows that, you know, after waiting a month for his answer, he kind of accepted it was no, but he just wanted the, like, solid confirmation. So yeah. it sounds like he already moved on, and we never see him again, so I don't even know if he's in this high school. He might have gone to a different school. Yeah. So it's pretty But clear. yeah, even though he just had this one line of dialogue in this conversation, you could, like, feel, like, 
<laughs> Just the weight over. off of his shoulders. Yeah. It reminded me of like a ghost being freed. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. And actually, for both of them, they're just like, "Oh, sick! This is finally it's over." over. Yeah, <laughs> she says, "Thank you for me too." Mm-hmm. Um, and then they keep holding hands. <gasps> um, and I was like, "It's already happening!" <laughs> Get into oh this my quick. god. <laughs> um, uh, and Anami is like, "So you just you you didn't feel anything for him?" And she's like, "No." And she's like, cool. And she like pulls her into an embrace. And she's like, I, th- I mean, I think I'm falling in love with you. And then you is like, ah. What? <gasps> okay. Hey. <laughs> I've known you for four hours? Yeah, it's weird. Like, this is the second day. No, third day. This is the third, third oh, day they've right. spent together. But still, like. I don't know. I guess quick. I guess like her her feelings for her were just very overwhelming that she was just like I've never felt this way about anybody in my life. I must be in love with you. Yeah. Um yeah, but so then it, there's like some credits and then there's more. But yes, say what you were going to say. Yeah, it just felt sort of out of the blue with like yeah. how deeply she felt like right off the bat. Like if this was episode like 6, okay. But this yeah. is like halfway through or uh, towards towards the, end. the end of episode one. Yeah, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. But I also point out, since I watched the dub sub dub, um, in the dub, it, uh, Nanami, I wrote uh, Toko, the whole of my notes. Um, yeah, I did the same. Uh, mm-hmm. So in the dub, she's Toko. Um, but she says, like, I, I'm feeling the fireworks. Since, like, she's saying, like, I have this feeling. But in the sub, she just straight up says, like, I think I'm falling in love with you. And it's like, that's a big difference in translation. Like, that implication is pretty big. I feel like to say I'm feeling the fireworks, though, is such a weird thing to say. But I guess it's uh, not realistic. (laughs) It's like they're high schoolers and they don't know how to verbalize stuff yet. (laughs) Wow, what a concept. Well, it was going back to, she was saying, like, when someone asked me out, I want to feel like fire, like, I want it to feel like fireworks. So it was just calling Mm. back to an earlier line. But, like, I feel like the sensation of, like, I have, like, an interest in this person, and I think I'm falling in love with you are pretty different. And, like, you're lost in translation there. Mm, yeah. Um, but after this weird, uh, mid-episode credits, um, there's more. They're Mm -hmm. in the student council room, and there are more student council members that (laughs) have been absent until now. Um, and they're talking about the election that's gonna happen. Um, and they show, like, you is kind of like, why is Nanami just being normal now? Like, she said she's falling in love with me, what the heck? And then they show a scene, like, right after she says she's falling in love with her, she's like, you know what, that was a joke, I'm so sorry, (laughs) goodbye. That was was a fun prank, I pulled it on all the new members. (laughs) Forget about it. I'm also in the improv club, it's a bit I do with uh, new people, (laughs) alright, see (laughs) You know, yes, and... Yes, and... I'm all about performance art. You'll learn that about me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, And then you is like, I mean, we're both girls, so it's nothing that I should be worried about, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is my favorite thing in anime, when they're like, we're both girls, so it's fine. Or we're both boys, so it can't mean anything. We're both girls. Let's just, like, kiss and hold hands all the time, right? <laughs> it's That's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. great, right? Yeah. Um, and everyone in the club is like, yeah, Nanami is probably going to get elected because she's great and everyone loves her. 
And then Nanami asks you to help out with her campaign and be her campaign manager. We'll have to spend a lot of time together. I hope that's okay with you. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I wonder why. And that's episode one. Well, yeah, it was very weird that they put this vital scene in a post-credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then we later find out that that's not the usual credits. That was like the first episode credits, which were just, it was just white with uh, credits scrolling, like no visuals at all. But then there are visuals for all the other credits in the rest of this season. And there were like five minutes, there was five minutes left in the episode. And I was like, uh, how many people worked on this? (laughs) Yeah. It like, why did they make the credits that you needed to sit through because they needed you to not change to learn this vital information on the series? Why did they make those the most boring credits out of all of them? (laughs) (laughs) The ones you want to sit through the least. I'm wondering, though, because there was a lot of different things, like Dana pointed out, the uh, water kind of as you is drifting away from the conversation. And there was a lot of first-person perspective shots done Mm -hmm. in this. So I feel like the budget was maybe significantly higher for the first episode, or maybe the show they knew was going to be only one season, so they're just like, we can pace out the budget better, because I was expecting it to be in the whole series, but it seemed like it was just in the first episode of these kind of higher caliber animation shots uh, Mm. in the first episode. So I was like, I was impressed by them, but it was kind of like, huh, that's interesting, and I'm thinking maybe that's why they did the different credits. Maybe they had a different studio specifically working on some of those shots. Or maybe this is like the big pilot they showed to different studios or networks to get picked up. And this is kind of like, the first episode is kind of like the big deal. And then the rest is kind of whatever. Yeah, especially if it, if it would be a pilot, uh, having her confess to her this early is probably, that would make sense. It, it sinks you in. But yeah. like, I... It still bugs me if they're like, okay, pilot, we really gotta sell this. Oh, let's cram all the plot into post-credit scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is what we're sure. gonna do. Oh, we forgot to frame up episode. the whole episode. Let me <laughs> let me just let me put it in the last four minutes. Let's yeah, yeah. real quick. <laughs> we don't need to recut anything. I'll just plop it in at, at the end after right, the credits. This is fine. <laughs> Alright, I finished the episode. It's 17 minutes. Ha oh, fuck. Uh <laughs> just tag it on <laughs> oh, to the end. Uh, also, Do you want to put this scene uh, this before the credits? Hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to put the scene before the credits? No. There's no time. <laughs> There's no time. Marvel's really popular right now. They do post-credit scenes. Let's just do what they do. <laughs> We're in yeah, the car you know? going to the pitch meeting right now. <laughs> yeah, don't you just... know in bloom, bloom Into You, you have to wait until after the credits? <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the MCU. It's canonical. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, oh yeah, you, Nick Fury we're is here on to the talk couch. to you about the Avengers Initiative. <laughs> you two small high school girls. Uh, anyway, um, I also pointed out uh, Sayaka, uh, Nanami's like best friend up to this point. I mm-hmm. uh, was also there. She's like, "Oh, are you going to be the campaign?" Someone asked her, "Like, oh, are you going to be the campaign manager?" She's like, "No, but I'll continue to support uh, Nanami, though, like as I usually do." And I was just like, "Oh, as you always mm. do, drama." Right off the bat. So, then we start with episode two. Opens with you, uh, you's friend saying one of her friends, she has like two friends she talks to all the time in class, and one of them just saying like, oh, she, she doesn't like cute things because they're too cute. She thinks not cute things are cute. And it was just like, I don't know, it was kind of a weird opening and then they were talking like in detail about it and I was kind of confused. 
Uh, but she just has this gross sea slug, like, phone charm. And she's like, see, it's cute, because it's not cute. Uh, That's like, me. <laughs> I love shit like that. I was just like, ah, oh, it's just high school and I'm confusing. I'm just like, just, you like what you like. <laughs> you can't say the same word over and over again. It loses meaning eventually. Um, but at this point, we see you, like, face down on her desk, and she's just miserable. And you ask her, like, hey, you, why are you so miserable? And she's just kind of overwhelmed with the campaign manager stuff. Or at least the idea of doing it. She's like, we gotta do this. Then we gotta send out posters. Then we gotta do interviews with the paper. Then we gotta do this. And we gotta give a speech. And she's like, it's it's too much already. And I, I don't want to do it. And her friends say, like, oh, why don't you just turn down uh, Nanami's offer? She's like, I did. She she won't let me. She she really wants me to be the manager. I'm like, oh, wow. This Nanami girl really likes you. And she's like, mm-hmm. We know. And... Uh, the, I like she says like her friends also say like oh this Nanami girl like really likes it. it's like yeah we don't know why it's like wow wow <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of boring good friend <laughs> I mean I you give, friends give friends shit all the time so I'm not surprised but just like, like that's true what loser would hang out with you <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we also see at the same time. Nanami and Sayaka are number one and two in their class, respectively. So they're both on the student council and very smart and very popular and just the perfect match. But they wow. won't. And uh, then we have the open. Or no, not yet. Uh, you figures out that, or you, you figures that Nanami has much better options for a campaign manager. And uh, that's when we get the flashback of like, I think I'm falling in love with you. And I just like, what the? Why would you translate that differently in the dub? And I just kind of freaking out there in my notes. <laughs> and as you's walking away out of class, we say Sayaka, uh, Sayaka, give her like a look, give her like a shot, just like, huh. And I just wrote down like, oh, Sayaka loves Nanami, and this gay love triangle starting off right away. Here it comes. It's very clear. And then we get the opening, and this is, we also didn't get the opening in the first episode, so this is the first episode we get with the opening, and it's just kind of like the main cast in different shots in the classroom with just flowers everywhere and like on them. I love it. And it was, I mean, it was neat. I just kind of confusing. I don't, <laughs> I was lost in the message, I suppose. I love flowers. Um, it's very much my aesthetic. <laughs> but also, the show is called Bloom Into You. So, <laughs> flowers. I kind of forgot that for a minute. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, we also uh, but see- there's also like the the water, like that recurring modern, yeah uh, water motif. Yeah, filling it with like the room around the ankles. Um, but there's also a shot of Nanami and Sayaka like sitting at a desk, and Sayaka goes to reach for Nanami, and she like gets up and walks away like right as she's about to touch. So I'm just like super gay, like mm-hmm. really hammering that home early on. I'll be honest, I was uh, running late to watch these, and I uh, uh, skipped the intro, so I did not watch it. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's just I'm talk sorry. about the opening for the rest of the episode. <laughs> no. So we get the first shot me. of you and our two friends in the class diagonally. Or one friend has Daisy. No. Um, the opening and endings were good. They, they weren't like anything like. I'm trying to think of one show we did where it was just like, oh, fuck, this jam pumps. Like, it wasn't anything like that. There, there were very it nice. It wasn't Yu Yu shows. Yeah. It wasn't Smile Bomb. Um, but they were good. Uh, so, opens up the episode with uh, Sayaka and Nanami in, cl- in gym class. And I wrote down, this is one of the very few, very few anime I've seen 
where the girls' gym class aren't in, like, the sweatshirts with the, like, super short, short, basically underwear. Yes! And they were wearing real gym shorts. Yeah, they had, <laughs> they had, like, jumper, like, a coat on and then, like, just basketball shorts or something. And it's kind of like, it always confuses me with that in anime. I'm like, the, like, the, like, short, short bikini briefs for, like, girls', girls gym class, like, those can't be real, right? For, like, a regular Japanese gym class, like... That feels so inappropriate. Like, that always yeah. confuses me. And just, like, impractical. Yeah. Just, it's so confusing. Yeah, you don't want your thighs to rub together. Uh, and so, gym class are playing volleyball, and Anami's doing great at it, and she notices Sayaka kind of moping on the side. So, she comes on comes over, talks to her, like, hey, what's up? And Sayaka's pretty blunt with it, just saying, like, oh, I, I thought I'd be your campaign manager, because we're always doing stuff together and we're so in sync and stuff but i guess if you want to put your trust in another girl okay that's cool and <laughs> nanami's just like oh it'd be uh, a shame if something happened to your campaign <laughs> Ooh, getting a sundari pulls out a knife uh no uh so nanami's saying like oh i wanted you to be my campaign manager because she's a first year so she'll help get the first years kind of involved in the election because you know they're coming into a new school, they're kind of overwhelmed. They don't really, they might not get involved in it right away. So this will help. Do you think the title of the show is supposed to be a pun? Because bloom into you. I think so. Oh. Huh. Maybe you is growing as a person, like a flower. Because we see in later I episodes. I would love that. We see, like, we can already see a transition, like, in our character between the first and third episode we watch. Um, yeah, sorry to interrupt. That just <laughs> dawned on me. No, that's a good point. Uh, what what is the Japanese name of this show? Because does it work in that context? Um, hold on. Bloom into you, Chan. Jesus. <laughs> Despite how much anime I watch, I am just atrocious in anything Japanese. <laughs> Where we is know the we've name? heard you say a name. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, yagate kimi ni naru. Uh, yeah, so it doesn't no. work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it's a good good job for whoever dubbed this to make that a solid pun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Nanami's saying, like, I want you as my manager to get the first years involved. And because she's also new, I think it'll give a fresh uh, perspective on the school and the council and, and me personally. So it won't be it won't be the people that are in the same grade as Nanami who, like, know her as the smartest and, like, number one ranked and, like, the coolest and prettiest and asked that all the time. Like, it'll kind of give fresh eyes and, like, a real perspective of her. So she's mm-hmm. saying, like, I, I chose her for a reason. It wasn't just because I like her. Um, <laughs> and while she's saying that, she, like, uh, volleyball gets passed over, and she catches it and throws it back into the court, and her hair gets uh, undone the whole time she's talking to her. And uh, when she throws the ball back, Sayaka comes up and puts her hair back in a ponytail without even being asked to or saying anything, showing that she's always supporting mm-hmm. her. And... I thought that was a really good And that they're kid. so in sync. They're so in sync. They love each other. Yeah. They're best friends. And that's when Sayaka says, like, I guess you want to put more trust in another girl than me. And she walks away. And uh, then they start playing volleyball. They go back into the game. And, you know, they're hitting the ball and they're like, Sayaka, catch it. I got it. And, you know, the classmates say, like, oh, you're just so in sync. And after the game, Nanami comes up to her and she's like, see, like, I think our trust is deep enough. Like, I think we have plenty of trust with each other. So, like, it's nothing personal. I didn't choose your campaign manager. It's like, we cool? She's like, yeah, okay. And kind of shrugs it off. So, just so much unrequited love. Just so much. <laughs> and after class, Saka goes up to you, and Nanami's in the back, 
Uh, but she gives you the campaign speech that she already had a rough draft written of because she assumed she'd be the campaign manager. And she basically says, like, hey, you'll need this. Uh, you don't have to read the whole thing. You can just take, like, points from it and, you know, work it for yourself. But you're going to have to give a speech uh, introducing and kind of nominating uh, Nanami as the election nominee. So good luck with that. <laughs> and you and Nanami walk home and Nanami... Uh, Sorry, I'm going to pause every time I get to the name because I wrote Toko everywhere. Uh, yeah, I did the same, so expect that in the next episode, too. <laughs> yeah, we Toko had... is her last name. Yeah. I wrote Nanami just because I like it better. Because <laughs> you're on that familial level. <laughs> yeah, we're close. good friends, me and Nanami. <laughs> <laughs> we went to middle school together. She rejected my advances, so uh, we're <laughs> chill. Great. We're best friends now. Uh, I just don't want the My Hero Academia where everyone's got 13 names and confusing enough for listeners. <laughs> Too late. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, after class are walking home and Nanami says, uh, or you says Nanami's like so pushy and it's kind of like a surprise, like how pushy she was for wanting you to be a campaign manager. She's like, I I was certain I wanted you, so I, I kept pushing for it. You know, normally I'm not like that, but I definitely wanted you to be my campaign manager. And you brings up like, oh, Okay, it wasn't the whole I'm falling in love with you line. And then I was kind of like, <laughs> calling me out of my shit. Uh, and he's kind of saying like, oh, I, you know, I, I kind of knew what you meant. And, you know, I didn't take it in a weird way, you know, wasn't weird. But, you know, we're both girls, so that can't happen. Ha ha ha. And you <laughs> uh, <laughs> says like, I'm not the type to fall in love with anyone anyway. And as they're saying this, they're crossing like train tracks. And we see, you start hearing the train track signals, like, as the uh, bars are coming down, and then we get a shot of the train coming. And right when Yu says, like, I'm not, I can't see myself falling in love with anyone, Nanami stops, and Yu kind of bumps into her. She's like, oh, you stopped. And I don't know about you guys, the whole time, though, they kept cutting away from them and, like, the train, and right when Nanami stops, I was like, oh, they're still on the tracks. They're yeah, about to get like, Yu's gonna get hit by a train. They're about to be smushed. And... Uh, it, it's, I don't, I feel like that's definitely intentional they did that, um, but we later see a shot, like, no, they got off the tracks, they're fine, um, but it does showcase that, uh, when Nanami stopped, she turns around, and right as the train is passing them, and kind of cuts off the view from everyone behind them, Nanami kisses you, and she says, uh, well, I wrote that exact line, uh, she says, my love is something where I want to do something like this. And my heart races when I'm around you. So it, this is a scene where like everything slows down and everything kind of turns pink for a bit. It's like, oh, real dramatic. It's the first kiss. If we're talking about imagery, though, uh, isn't that like a saying? Like, hit you like a train? Yeah. You know? I mean... I feel like that's what that kiss did to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could definitely work. I saw it more as... Because um, we also got a shot of like students behind them being blocked off when the bar went down. So I was thinking more of like a, you know, a blocker so they couldn't see two girls kissing because it's forbidden. So uh, that's kind of how I saw it. But, it, it, you know, it did also uh, add to the element, you know, kind of tension of the ramping up to the, the train, the horn, them, you know, the c- quick cuts. So, you know, it builds up the tension for that small scene. So they start walking again and you ask yourself, like, oh, what do I do? Like, because she clearly is not in love with uh, Nanami as much as Nanami is in, with her, is in love with her. And the next day, Yu's reading Sayaka's speech, and it's perfect. She says, everyone's starting to show up for, they're having like a brief introduction meeting with the council. And uh, Nanami wants to talk after the meeting with you. 
And they just, you know, they have the meeting, introduce everyone, all the candidates, blah, blah, blah. And after the meeting, Nanami, they're on, like, a balcony, and Nanami apologized for the kiss yesterday. And he's like, ah, no, I wasn't bothered by it. And Nanami, like, reinforced, like, that's it's not the reason I asked you to be my campaign manager. And kind of asked, like, can I, like, ask you again as a friend to a friend if you'd be my campaign manager? And he's just kind of like, all right, sure. It's definitely because you like me, though. <laughs> like, you can say that's not the reason, but that's the reason. And we see you walking home, and she's thinking to herself, like, she's not mad that a girl uh, girl stole her first kiss, as she put it, but she also wasn't excited about it either. She, like, she kind of doesn't feel anything about it. And that's what kind of, like, kind of, I don't know if it scares her more, but, like, kind of unperturbs her more than anything, is that she's not upset or excited. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and then we get a few, we get a little montage of them campaigning together. And then they're in the newspaper club being interviewed by the paper because they're the candidates and campaign manager. And you says uh, her being a first year is in hopes of, you know, kind of gives them what Nanami said. It's, it's in hopes of getting the first years involved and seeing it from their perspective. And it's during the interview that you looks at Nanami and sees how calm she is during the whole interview process while you was nervous. So she's kind of like, oh, kind of realizing that's what made her think they were the same or kind of what made her special and when she initially met Nanami. And when they both said that they hope to feel a certain feeling when someone confesses to them. Uh, for Nanami, it was like fireworks. For you, it was like walking on air or floating. She's like, oh, that's what makes us the same. But after the kiss and after Nanami's confession, he's realizing like, no, they're not the same. They're actually kind of different. They're just similar. And the newspaper's getting a group photo of every, all the candidates and their managers. And he's like, oh, can you, you know, squeeze in a little more? You know, get to cl- get together as a lot of you. And the Nanami and you bump hands. Oh, and oh, Nanami's oh, blushing. Oh, no. So she's already already all hot and bothered by it. And uh, right as the picture's about to be taken, you grabs Nanami's hand. And she just holds her hand during that time. And while doing that, we see Yu's eyes kind of go blank. Like, kind of zooms in on her eyes and goes blank. And this is where she remembers Nanami saying that she wants her heart to flutter. And then all of a sudden, that memory gets, like, real staticky. It kind of grays out. And then we see you remembering her saying she, you know, she wants the sensation of walking on air, floating. And then that memory starts getting, like, staticky and phasing out. And uh, <laughs> at this point, I was like, oh, they're dying. This is when they die. Or, like, time is a racing. Or it's Something's spreading. happening. This is, like, just the plot <laughs> element of, like, the horror. Because I'm just... I, oh, it's a horror anime. Yeah. Got it. Doki Doki Literature Club really fucks you up, guys. Like it, I love it Doki fucks Doki you Doki up. Club. <laughs> if this turned into that, I'd be down. <laughs> I'd be on board, too, but I was, like, I was expecting just, like, a tender palate cleanser of an anime. It's like, oh, no, we're going to get you again. Ha <laughs> ha, twist. <laughs> and... That's still uh, lost on me. I'll get there eventually. Someday. Well, d- you should play it. It's free on Steam. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> it's also terrible. It's. <laughs> you'll know if you like it within like two hours of playing it or something. Something like that. We'll tell, <laughs> we, we won't talk about it just because spoil it as little as possible. Yes. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this it's a, these moments where the memories are getting like staticky and we kind of come back to the present day. And it was after the photo and you let's go over hand and you... It's kind of thinking to herself, like, it's not fair. It's not fair that... It, she says it's not fair, but it's kind of implied. Like, it's not fair that Nanami gets to have these heart flutter feelings and, like, all these, like, love feelings, but you doesn't. 
she doesn't feel any of this, and it's it's not fair that she's not getting, you know, the positive emotions tied to it that Nanami's getting. She, I like it. She seems like she feels betrayed. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, what the hell? You told me that you don't understand romance as much as I don't, but here you are having the romance for me, and I don't have it for you. What the fuck? Yeah. But she's also I not... yelled back. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also not, like, angry at Nanami. She's like, how dare you? She's, she's not putting it on her. She's just like, it seems like she's aware of that. It's like, it just... It's my body or brain just not reacting, and I can't mm-hmm. do anything about it. So I, I like that she didn't like not internalize the like a, like anger or externalize it towards Anami. She's kind of like this isn't fair, and kind of just mm-hmm. not not content with it. But she's not like fighting. And when you get home, she gets a text from Anami saying like, "Hey, tomorrow on the way home, can we stop and like talk about her speech and go over it?" And she just kind of says like, "Yeah, sure, okay," and then throws her phone. And then plops back down on her bed listening to headphones and it's kind of just really zoning out. And you can tell at this point she she doesn't feel the same way Nanami feels for her. And she had a line that says, I had selfish expectations and I'm selfishly disappointed. And I was just like, fuck me. That line is good. Mm-hmm. That's a good line. Mm-hmm. So we get to the next day on the way. Uh, they stop at the cafe. And before you can really say anything, she tries to bring it up and then they get cut off by the uh, waitress. Uh, and then right after Nanami brings up so it's like hey I'm not gonna ask you out and I know you don't think of me in a special way and I'm not expecting you to but I'm hoping you will let me love you because I am getting I I do feel that way about you and I am getting satisfaction from it and fulfillment from it even if you aren't and you kind of says like I okay I guess I don't mind If, if that's what makes you happy you can keep doing it and an- Can't really stop you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Anami kind of like thanks her for it, and you thinks like, man, this girl is really unfair. It's kind of like she gets to fall in love, but I don't, and it's just like, fuck, man. Uh, and this is the ending we get that's different, and it's um, the whole cast. Uh, there, it's you and Anami talking through cups and string, and then the string. As we follow the string, it goes through like the whole cast of the show, and the song's really poppy, kind of electronic, and it's like, it's like, oh, this is this is nice. This is a lot better than the last the opening. upbeat music we hear this entire series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's, a, that's episode two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So for episode three, we start out, uh, Yu is uh, working on the speech, and all of her friends are like, so, uh, you should join student council. I assume you're joining student council since you're already doing it all anyways. Yeah. And she's still <laughs> hesitant. Uh, so, uh... We get the opening credits, and then we cut to you and Nanami uh, sharing a drink and walking home from school. Uh, Indirect kissing. I thought this would have been spit. (laughs) I thought this would have been a bigger scene than it was. Uh, But yeah, they they're walking home. They get to where they part ways, but uh, Nanami's like, "Hey, I'll keep walking with you because I have to." Uh, I'm going on a uh, break soon, so I, I want to get a book. Uh, so I'm going to this bookstore. Oh, and convenient. And he's like, ooh, hmm. weird. Uh, so they <laughs> keep on walking, they get to the bookstore, and uh, surprise, Yu's family owns the bookstore. Gotcha. Love it. It's a trap. Uh, so uh, it uh, we get to see uh, Yu very embarrassed as Nanami sort of meets her family for the mm-hmm. first time. Uh, her grandma <laughs> runs the bookstore, and 
her mom is there working, so uh, they all meet. Uh, Nanami says it's sacred ground. It's like, damn girl, chill. <laughs> I know you're into me, but like, relax. <laughs> yeah, she's freaking out like, oh, I didn't want to overstep my boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're, we're hanging. That's cool, chill. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, then that night, uh, Yu's whole family is having dinner, and her older sister's uh, is there giving her shit because uh, uh, her mom mentioned or her mom and grandma are talking about how nice uh, Nanami was, and uh, her older sister's like, "Ooh, did you bring a boy over? Is it your boyfriend?" She's like, "No, it's a girl." Oh, so is it your girlfriend? Love that the first acceptance in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, undercut two seconds later <laughs> when you's uh, like no no she's not my girlfriend and her dad's like oh thank god i couldn't deal with that it's like oh boy great uh, Good stuff. what if my daughter were gay oh no I, it's interesting because we we do get the, a lot of implied of like two girls can't like date or like two boy two boys can't like each other that's silly haha like kind of implied homophobia in some animes this is like i believe the first one i can think of or at least first one we've watched where a character just outright says like oh thank god just like <laughs> yeah so overtly yeah. against it uh so yeah that that sort of uh, uh helps establish where where you's coming from yeah uh, <laughs> so uh the next day or uh later on uh you meets friends at the mall uh they're out having having a fun time doing doing some shopping and they just go to see doing a, girl stuff gals being you pals know, gals being gals pals, being pals. <laughs> uh so yeah they uh go to see a, a romance movie and uh her friend akari is a little bit weird about it uh but she she's like okay we'll go yeah, and then okay. afterwards they're they're talking about the movie uh having having some lunch and Akari was like, "Yeah, that's uh, it's a little not great timing because uh, I I I just got rejected." Uh, I believe Akari's the basketball friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Akari uh, uh, took the shot. Basketball three point punnery. Shaquille and got rejected from uh, the guy she likes. Uh, but the guy also said, like, oh, I just, I kind of want to focus on basketball right now. I'm not really into dating right now. And she says, like, well, at least it wasn't another girl. So there's still hope. Yeah. Basically just mm-hmm. uh, put on hold. But it st- still hurts, that rejection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. This, like, when she says, like, there's still hope that he didn't outright reject me. I'm kind of waiting for an answer. The two other friends are like, oh, you just got to keep at it. Just keep going for it and you know eventually you'll get them like sure and he kind of says like or you know maybe it's just an excuse because he couldn't say no right away (laughs) yeah or yeah maybe not it's just a polite uh put down yeah and the two friends kind of chastise you for saying that like how could you say that now what are you talking about it's like see that's what i i am that friend where i'm like maybe they just don't like you Mm -hmm. like i had a friend uh her boyfriend broke up with her and she was like, he didn't even want to talk about it. He didn't even want to hear my side of things. And I was like, well, if someone doesn't want to be with you anymore, they don't want to be with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, no offense, but you don't get a say in that conversation. Yeah, you can't really 
after someone breaks up with you, like, lawyer your way back into a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like you is just trying to be realistic of being like, maybe he just doesn't like you. (laughs) Especially since she just had to do that with the other guy, and then she saw, she's kind of going through that with Nanami. So she's got first-hand experience. The shitty thing is with a relationship, you don't really need a reason to end things. It could simply be, I don't feel like being in this relationship anymore. And as shitty as a reason as that is, that's enough. That's enough of a valid valid reason. reason. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, Oh, also, the two friends, when they were talking about the movie, uh, they were saying, like, oh, it's so frustrating seeing two characters clearly in love with each other, not, like, admitting their feelings and kind of, like, beating around the bush. And it's just like, haha, the meta joke. Clever. (laughs) So good. But yet you'll continue to do the tropey stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You can poke fun of the tropes, but you're still going to follow those tropes, aren't you, Shell? Yeah, you can't be slick and and fall through the same (laughs) trap. Uh, So yeah, uh, then we see uh, uh, Nanami is uh, at the bookstore, sort of hesitant to go in. uh, And Yu is working and uh, is going out for the outside display and sees her uh, holding a, a bag. And she's like, hey, what, what are you doing? You, you already got the book you said you needed. Why Why are you here? And Why, uh, why are you in my face? Why am I dealing with you right now? <laughs> why am I seeing you? She kind of did have an attitude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like she was being a little smug, like, oh, I, I see you're not just here for a book. Yeah. yeah you little liar. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, uh, she uh, got a present for her. Uh, we we see it's a little uh, planetarium projector, and and they're uh, uh, talking about feelings, you know, as they do in every scene. Like, <laughs> I like you a lot. Oh, really? Wow, <laughs> neat. <laughs> Haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool joke. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a little uh, planetarium projector that. That shoots up stars and and you sets it up in her bedroom and sort of just fantasizes about the the, the space of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're 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 ready for the the student council speech. Uh, we see the auditorium filled with kids and this uh, boring guy sort of just droning <laughs> on. Oh, Ida! <laughs> any any anime character with glasses, I'm calling Ida. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, he's he finishes up his speech, and then uh, we see uh, Sayaka uh, talk with uh, uh, Nanami and you, sort of uh, last minute. Hey, don't don't fuck it up. <laughs> uh, and they remark about how chill Nanami is and has been throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, you and Nanami step outside to talk before they go up for their speech. Uh, yeah, when Yu's reflecting on how amazing Nanami is, she sees her hand kind of shaking a little. Yeah, so she's like, hey, there's something going on, let's let's chat. Uh, so they step outside, and it turns out Nanami is just very cool at hiding how uncool she feels about everything. Because uh, she is very nervous and sort of freaking out about how much everyone will rely on her as president and how much everyone relies huh. on her already. How relatable is this? <laughs> wow. For me, very. Oh, okay. 
I was going to say, no one relies on me. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I'm oh, a lone wolf, well. baby. <laughs> I spend... I'm a lone wolf, baby. <laughs> I spend Just all day in my filth rolling around. I don't do shit all day. It's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, she... Uh, you sees Nanami freaking out and is like, oh, okay. There's there's stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you uh, gives her her support and all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah. And then uh, we finally get you going up for the speech, oh. uh, sort of uh, saying the speech out loud of why uh, N- uh, Nanami is uh, going to be a great president. But in her head, she keeps thinking like, Oh, but she's freaking out. She's so stressed. She, everyone relies on her, and she has no one to rely on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while she's giving the speech, uh, she improvises a little bit and says that uh, she's announcing that she's also going to uh, go out for student council and finally makes up her mind about that because she figures everyone's relying on Nanami, who needs someone to support her, so she will be that support. Love it. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, uh, back when they were outside, we get a little bit more of uh, Nanami's like backstory, saying she was always very bland and average and like you know uninteresting. And then something happened. We never specify what. And you even says like you said something happened. What was that moment? She's like, well, after that, I decided to be you know study really fucking hard and be like the best in my grade and become this new person. And Nanami kind of admits of saying, like, I made this kind of new persona for me to be, to be, like, the cool, popular, smart girl in class. So, mm-hmm. and she, you know, puts her head on Yu's shoulder and is kind of, like, really, really just venting and kind of letting it out. And Yu uh, admits, or Nanami says, like, whatever I do, you don't hold it against me. And we see the screen, uh, you know, color screen pop up with text on it saying, that's why she chose me. So it's kind of you realizing, like, the reason she likes being with me is because she can be honest, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, that that's that's where we end off uh, episode three. She does get elected president. Yeah, it ends with uh, the results being posted on a bulletin board. Yay! Yay! Good for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 where we that's where we're at. Yeah, I have something to say. <laughs> What do you got to say? I have feelings about the show. Can you believe (laughs) What? (laughs) Who would have guessed? I know. Um, I talked about Kuzuno Honkai before, and you did mention, Brendan, that it is... It omits... Omits? Emits. Emits. Mm -hmm. A similar... um, Vibe. Similar tone. Similar feeling. And I agree. Especially in the sense that this relationship that Nanami and you are building is not very healthy... (laughs) At least right now, I mean... At least right now, but it's also not great to build a relationship on any unhealthy... Yeah, but we kind of get hints uh, at the end of the third episode. It's you looking up and remembering the advice her friends gave to the the basketball friend. Saying, like, if you just keep going at it and keep trying, like, maybe, like, one day you'll get it. And uh, earlier in the second episode, uh, you's friends say, like, yeah, you're kind of like you kind of drag your feet at first, but whenever you get into something, you get deep into it. And they were kind of saying that about the student council, saying once she joins, she'll probably be president too, and then she'll be president for like four years or whatever. Saying she'll get like deeply involved once she is invested. So I think there, I yeah. think those were both like lines kind of setting up you for saying like if she can eventually grow to 
feel Nanami is special or like kind of have a you know symbiotic relationship with uh, Nanami instead of a one-sided relationship that she would be deeply invested in that too if she could get to that point but it's also yeah not saying like she has to get to that point it's not like forcing her to do it but like I think that's where she's trying to get to by the third episode yeah I mean I can see where it's heading um I did read some stuff about the last episode only because um, I remembered a scene with the relationship they were building right now. I remembered a scene, I think, from a different anime. I saw it a while ago, and I could not find the clip again. Mm-hmm. It was, like, women at a train station, and they were, like, running into each other. They knew each other from high school, and one of them was like, Hey, I'm sorry I made you this way, insinuating that they had a gay relationship while they were in high school. Mm. And she was, like, her senpai, and she was like, I'm sorry I made you this way. And then she's like, you don't have to be sorry. And then she, like, walks off with her girlfriend. And I thought maybe that it was, like, the end of this, but it wasn't. Hmm. Uh, which I kind of felt disappointed about. Uh, that does sound familiar, <laughs> Because though. I feel like that would be a satisfying ending for, like, you to be like, hey, fuck you, I was gonna like girls anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I, I personally don't like, I, I don't like seeing relationships that are built on, um... Like, obsession. Yeah. Like, Nanami Nanami is not in a healthy place with how she feels for you at this moment. And I feel like you is just feeling pressured to like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I am mm-hmm. interested in seeing where it goes because it is so similar to Kuzuno Honkai. Mm-hmm. Because um, I like that show very much, <laughs> even though it's full of unhealthy, terrible <laughs> relationships. Yeah, so I, I I would keep watching this. I gotta finish that show. Yeah, I was. Uh, I also did a little bit of research because I was getting some oh. different vibes from it. Uh, and this uh, has this show has been sort of praised for uh, the depiction of asexual relationships and yeah. sort of that side of it. Because uh, in the first episode, I I got some hints from uh, uh, the scene of them in the student council clubhouse. It's really pointing out how gray Nanami's eyes are. She mm-hmm. has gray hair, and the only English text we see that's native to the show is them drinking Earl Grey tea. So oh. I, it's a really big arrow, big <laughs> signal for uh, gray <laughs> asexuality, which is sort of the uh, asexual uh, uh, re region that's the wrong word sort of (laughs) a distinguishing factor of sometimes feeling feelings for people and but most of the time not and sort of that uh uh establishing of i've never had feelings for anyone except for you this is Mm. the first time and sort of the uh that's sort of why it's hitting so hard for her is it's like the first time she felt attraction to another person Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah i i am not as familiar with uh the asexual community so i yeah uh, i'm mostly getting this from what i've read online but Mm -hmm. uh yeah a lot of people are identifying with you as an asexual person because she's like i've been told through all the media that this is supposed to be such a great feeling of falling in love but i've never had that and i never think i will and sort Mm -hmm. of that uh angle to it so i'm interested to see where the show goes and where it takes it uh because uh that is uh not 
something we see in like any stories. Especially yeah. Japanese stuff, which is typically more conservative because, like you said, uh, two girls falling in love, that can't happen. Ha <laughs> uh, It's so <laughs> common. Um, yeah, I was surprised the point outs with uh, Nanami uh, and the asexual tendencies with that. Uh, I, I assumed it was, I assumed she was uh, a lesbian, but it just, she just wasn't attracted to any of the girls that have confessed to her at this point. Um, but that is a good point. Uh, I definitely saw this as you being asexual, especially when we get those mm-hmm. memories just like kind of getting staticky and gray of just saying like, of her specifically saying like, I'm not mad. I'm not excited though. I'm, I'm nothing. And I hate it. That's kind of like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely saw those depictions of asexuality and, um, it is interesting, especially because we don't see it. I don't, I mean, I can't say, I specifically hunt any of this stuff out, but the only depiction I can think of of any asexuality in any show is the Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That was, like, the most excited I ever was watching Bojack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> when he was like, I think I don't want sex. I was like, <gasps> You mean, oh. fuck yeah, Todd. <laughs> it's also <laughs> going to make me wait until next season for more info. <laughs> <laughs> it's also one of the very few moments of that show that aren't horribly depressing so. yeah that's why i felt excited <laughs> also spoilers for bojack horseman too uh, late i mean sorry if, if you like that show you would have seen it by now that show sucks you in i watched it in two weeks um uh, yeah i watched yeah yeah but, this is like two anyway, seasons anyway. ago get with the times <laughs> yeah anyway back to anime girls uh <laughs> um so so uh do, would you keep watching dudes you kind of made it seem like you would I'm interest. I mm-hmm. I'll be frank. I found the show to be boring. Yeah, but I can see that now. Now that uh, new dynamics are being brought into play, I'm interested to see how those play out. But I'm not super into watching more of the show because mm-hmm. number one, it is very boring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just very gentle. It's just all soft conversations. It made me feel like I was in film school again. <laughs> uh, My art piece. <laughs> French New Wave film. Like, a lot of, especially in the first few episodes of, like, it. It. I'm getting now why uh, Nanami reading it with the asexual angle is, like, so immediately like oh this is love i found it i found it finally mm-hmm. uh that makes more sense but going through it the first time without that lens in place yet was just like okay this just feels like very tropey romance of they've known each other for two hours and she's deeply in love and yeah but uh, it, it's tropey stuff like that that i always i it annoys me but i always try to keep in mind it's they are high schoolers. They are, like, fresh out of middle school, or at least uh, you is. And it's elements like that where it's just, like, especially in, like, horror movies, it's like, oh, why would a character make such a dumb decision? It's like, well, in the moment, when you're full of adrenaline and scared for your life, you're going to make an impulse decision, and usually it's the bad one. And if you're a dumb high schooler full of hormones, you can you can <laughs> fall in love with anyone at the drop of a hat. I yeah. remember a girl brushing against my shoulder in the high school, and I started getting a crush on Like, it takes nothing. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, and it's, also that's not everyone's case too. But it's it's very common, especially with the hormones and you know they're all new experiences and your body's changing through puberty. So I can understand. Like, I would be more concerned if a forty five year old was in a show and they're just like, 
oh, uh, I dropped my phone and she picked it up and she's destined to be my wife. It's like, yo, dude, chill. <laughs> chill. Like, I, I would definitely... Pump the brakes. <laughs> I'd definitely be more skeptical if it was like a full-grown adult experiencing that level of just immediate attraction. Like, I love Scrubs, but the main character in that, JD, falls in love with girls like at that drop of a hat level. So mm-hmm. it's just like, fucking relax. The writing's not great there. <laughs> um, but with high yeah. schoolers, I can definitely see that more. And especially because it's all new. So they're not just like... I like that person. Immediately start banging, like, and it gets like really into. It's like no, they you know, they go slowly. They're very nervous about every little thing, even just touching hands. It's a big element. Um, so I can see that more with the high school students, but it is still kind of annoying. Yeah. So, uh, so this is something I would I would look into where it goes before I continue mm-hmm. watching because I need the this. I think it's a longer series. I think it's like it thirty really? something. I can't remember how many I episodes don't were know up. About that. Hold on. Sure. Yeah. Who can get to it faster? Because uh, I, I thought I saw it was more than Wikipedia. twelve. Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh damn. Just be. Okay, um. so that argument's off the table. Uh, <laughs> now why won't now you, you watch have it? No excuse. Uh, yeah, I don't. Just kidding. I don't know. I'll. I'd like to look into it. This is a show I would be fine getting spoiled for me because I'd like to know it's going somewhere interesting mm-hmm. rather than they have a tepid on-off relationship for eight more episodes and then they finally get together. You it's w- like, okay, mm-hmm. we knew it was going to get there, but... You want to make right. sure your time's not wasted because you have so limited of it and you have to get back to rewatching Buffy for the fifth time. So, it's... Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. All right. What a personal attack. I just, I'm I, sorry. I am re-watching both Crazy Ass Girlfriend and Trailer Park Boys. They are very important. Sorry. How dare you? I, I realized that about myself. I'm re-watching Full Metal Alchemist. I'm like, I could be watching a new show. Like, I could be watching <laughs> Finishing Scum's Wish instead of just watching Full Metal for the third time. But that's what I'm doing. So it's just... I need to keep procrastinating from finishing Sekiro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, it's, for me, I got two monitors on my computer. I think it's one of those shows, especially since it is dubbed now. Um, I might just put it on a second monitor because there's not a ton of action. I don't need to be watching it the whole time. And I can just like mm-hmm. check over whenever, you know, it sounds like something's getting intense. Um, so I might watch it, you know, as a background sort of show. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I would do the same. Because yeah. it is very pleasant and very beautiful. And, you know, the music's nice, but it's very calming. Mm-hmm. So it could be a good wind down. Yeah. But yeah. Well, all right. That's a strong uh, a mick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> sort of how you feel about Nanami is how I feel about this yeah. show. <laughs> she's nice. Yeah, sure. I don't love her, I guess. but she's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she has a gap tooth, I still think she's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a Trixie Mattel joke. Uh, um. So, all right. Yeah. What uh, what's happening? Yeah. So, uh, what well, what's what we have going on next week, Brendan? Oh man, if you just want the cool like chill out, pleasant piano overture, like music going the whole time with like nice calming tones, you're shit out of luck. Because next week is my birthday, and we're watching the first Digimon movie. Because fuck yeah, that movie's hot <laughs> as shit and on YouTube for free, and I fucking love it. That is my childhood nostalgia. I won't even try to deny it. 
<laughs> this so is pumped. this is your Zoids. Oh, fuck yeah! Because none of my friends like Digimon, so this one was like very personal to me. And like, I even going back and rewatching some of it, it's still good. Like the early ones are still real tropey and stuff, but like the writing's a shitload better than Pokemon ever has been. Well, maybe in the new Pokemon's pretty good, but like the writing is much better and like more intense. Like people straight up die in Digimon and stuff, and the movie. Lit. The movie is three smaller, like, short films just combined into one when it was released in America. So it's got, like, three clearly defined acts. So I'm looking forward to it. And it's going to be fun as fuck. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. Party time, everyone. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us this week. If if you have... Uh, if you have a show as special to you as Digimon is to Brendan, yeah. uh, send it our way, and uh, you can tweet your anime suggestions to us at Are We There Yet on Twitter and Instagram, or you can reach out to our email uh, Are We There Yet at Gmail dot com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mister Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen Period Weeaboo and on Twitter at Queen Underscore Weeaboo. You can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is my video game podcast. And thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork. And thank you to Louis Zong for our uh, theme song, uh, Stories Off the Album Beats. You can find all of Louis' music at louiszong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Stay gay. Don't waste your time on someone who doesn't love you. Perfect. Ace still.